Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. So I'm chatting with Debbie Stone. We call the fire monkey here on Big Blend Radio. She is a world traveler, a travel writer, and she loves her adventures in national parks. You can hear her on Big Blend Radio every fourth Tuesday. So just type in bigblendradio.com for that. But, um, you know, it's interesting. She's always talking about destinations that she goes to. And I know she's always on this mode to go and see all the national parks in the United States. There's what, 62 or 63? I can't keep up with them because we always get new ones. But she uh, recently read a book, so she's actually coming on the show to talk about a book. Uh, So welcome back, Debbie. How are you, fire monkey? (laughs) Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Hey, it's always good, but this is funny that you're talking about a book. Uh, So it's interesting, though. Don't you love reading other people's stories? You know, even though you're a travel writer and an adventurer and a world traveler, it's kind of cool to see how people go through their adventures. And um, obviously, this lady uh, who wrote the book, uh, Emily Pennington, had this, you know, year of going to all the national parks. But it's it always gets personal, doesn't it? I think so. Um, I, I mean, I love reading other people's travel writing, um, you know, their logs, their stories, books about, tra- you know, traveling. Um, and this one was, was very interesting to me just because, as you mentioned, I am very interested in visiting all the uh, national parks. And so when I saw that this woman had uh, spent a year that she carved away to do exactly that, I thought, oh, I have to read this because I'm really curious about you know, her impressions about the different national parks and also, you know, how did she, you know, what did she do? How did she budget this? How did she, you know, work this? How did she get around? All that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, hers is a very, um, is a very personal uh, journey. Uh, The book is called Feral, uh, Losing Myself and Finding My Way in America's National Parks by Emily Pennington. It it, uh, came out in uh, early February and it's it's a travel log, but it is a really, I think, raw and candid travel log um, uh, about her experiences on this year-long journey that she that she went on. And it was a dream of hers that she had been wanting, uh, you know, it kind of simmered in her for a while. And uh, you know, nature and the parks were a big part of her life, and she always went to them for for, as she said, a mental health tune-up. Um, and when she wanted to get some refuge, when, when she wanted to get solace and she loved being outdoors, she's a hiker and uh, it just helped clear her mind. And I think uh, she thought about, you know, the fact that she could do this for a year, you know, what 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 epiphany could she have during this this adventure, not only about nature and surroundings and climate change and everything else, mm. but personally about herself. Mm. There's something, too, that she went on her own. I think that's um, a whole different thing because you think about hiking by yourself, Um, being in some areas that are very remote, and then some parks are crowded and there's a lot of people, which always annoys us. But, you know, I'm just saying, you know, that's the whole thing. We Our whole thing on nationalparktraveling.com and our Parks and Travel magazine is, hey, go to our parks. But we don't want to love our parks to death, right? So there's this balance. Yeah, so I, I think, think that she there's went a balance. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's there's a definite balance and and sometimes she did have company um she did have somebody who would come come with her um it was an ex boyfriend um and he was there for some of it and then uh when he left and she did a lot of it on her own uh and uh you know there and, and you know I know that she said that her her family, her friends were very supportive, you know, but her mother, of course, you know, uh, wondered about safety, like most people, mm-hmm. mothers would do, you know, and like you said, some remote areas and, um, you know, that uh, she also had her own fears about the journey. You know, she said mm-hmm. that, you know, somebody would, her, one of her biggest ones was uh, that random policeman or people, locals would wake her up in the middle of the night and make her move her van or that she would get injured while hiking alone and and not have a way to communicate and get help. But she said the latter problem uh, she was able to deal with because her partner at the time uh, got her a Garmin InReach uh, Mini for Christmas, which is like a palm-sized satellite communicator, which helps maintain when you're off the grid, you can maintain contact, which is a lifesaver, you know, and, uh, you know, she had a lot of challenges. She got sick. She broke up with somebody that she was very serious about. Um, you know, she had anxiety, you know, uh, so, and she's very, very candid and open about all of these issues. And, uh, but, you know, I said to her, how, how did you keep going? And she just said, she felt she needed to prove something to herself. And she, uh, you know, wanted to get to know the country in a, in a new and deep, deep way and hear what each place had to offer her. I love it. I love it because there is something, I mean, it's like people that go under the Appalachian Trail, you know, and things like that, you know, these right. kind of commitments that you make, it's like you, you can't go backwards once you make them, right? It's like right. you want to fulfill that. Otherwise, the rest of your life, you're going to go, dude, you know, chickened out of it, you know, and that just is never going to sit well, but I love that. And, you know, there's just, you know, when you go to out in nature and even going to national parks, there's a lot of history. I think there's a connection in there. Did she talk about that part at all in her book about connecting with history, not just nature, but history too, because I think there's something about that when you go to these parks and in these wild places that you realize other people, indigenous people, especially have been there and set foot too. Absolutely. You know, and how, I mean, you know, it's interesting to, to learn, you know, how did, uh, how did a park become a park? You know, mm-hmm. why, you know, what was the reason that, uh, you know, uh, it was allowed to become a national park, you know, or was it a national monument and then it became a national park and what like reason, gateway, she know, didn't like that, gateway parts, uh, national park. Yeah. Yeah. She was not, that was, uh, you know, and she said her favorites and her, I asked her what her favorites were and she loved gates of the Arctic in Alaska and she loved that's Capitol huge. reef in Utah, big bend in, in uh, West Texas. But, um, you know, she said Missouri's gateway arch, uh, was, was, uh, she, it just didn't appeal to her. She, you know, it was like, it was an urban park. It's in the middle of downtown St. Louis, which it is, you know, and, uh, she just, she thought that it just, stuck out in this urban environment, you know, Do you know, and, uh, I had a hard time getting to that park and oh. Nancy and I were there and we were on a time issue, but we thought, let's just go to at least see it. Right. And it was during the pandemic and St. Louis was under construction and I ended up driving the wrong way down a one way road for quite a while and yeah. realized I need, I, I got us so twirled around and next thing I know, <laughs> I'm on the highway to Chicago going, this is completely (laughs) the wrong way. And you know, those highways, I know, you know, because you know, Chicago, 
And I'm yes. like, don't take me to downtown Chicago. Well, later I found myself <laughs> in downtown Chicago at night on a Friday night with everybody uh, zip-zagging around and went, no, what are you doing to me? But um, yeah, it was it was destined to happen. I remember thinking of you. I think we talked about it on one of the shows. I was like, fire monkey, why can't I just push a button and you get me out of here? <laughs> you know? Or at least tell me where to go get that pizza. But yeah, it's, it's yes. uh, I, I, we never did get to the gateway. We were right there. You could see it. Oh, no. But we couldn't. I got, I, because they were closing roads, opening, they were just, yeah. it was just a, it was a mess there. And it wasn't, you know, I mean, that's going to happen in our country and half our country is under construction right now on the roads, Absolutely. which we do want that. I mean, even though it's a pain in the butt, we want it and we want, I'm tired of potholes and the poor shops yeah. on our car, you know, but um, yeah, I, I kind of, I can't really comment on what she what she experienced until we go there. But I know even on Facebook, I'm a part of all these national park groups. And there's like a war going on about it, <laughs> about the gateway. Yeah, you know, so. I think, and you know, but if put it this way, if there was one park that disappointed you out of all those parks, I think that's pretty darn good. You know, it's I think yeah. she, she uh, you know, took every park and uh, in it instead. And, and, you know, she found what she felt was most rewarding about each mm. place. And, uh, you know, she, I think, uh, you know, some, some parks for her, you know, she maybe didn't spend as much time as other parks. And, you know, I think she, I think her, her, her w- w- pearls of wisdom, I think were that, that she would have appreciated it spending more time than a year. She said, you know, uh, maybe a course of 18 to 24 months. You know, yeah, and, yeah. Because she sometimes yeah. sometimes felt rushed, you know, and which is opposite of what you want, which is to kind of slow down, as she said, listen to nature, you know, and really take take the time to take it all in, as opposed to saying, okay, I've got to go to the next one, next one, next yeah. one, kind of thing, you know. Yeah, that's it. That's how Nancy and I ended up being on the road full time, because yeah. you know, and then you circle back, and but then you you never leave satisfied because you always know that there's so much more that you could have done and should have done and but i think that's still a beauty too because okay go back you can't do it all and don't you feel that as a travel writer that you you're like ah i wanted to go that one more place you know or that one more hiking trail right you know right so yeah I, i i completely agree but anyway she you know, she thinks that, you know, she had some advice for people, you know, if people are interested in doing something, you know, and, and what they should, you know, consider. And, and you know, the book, I, I found the book highly interesting, informative, entertaining. Um, you know, it, it was very, um, her perspective, like I said, was extremely deep in terms of mm. what she got out of things. And, what happened to her and her experiences. So I urge people if they're interested in, in a travel log or if they're ever interested in even doing something remotely like that, that this would be a good, a good thing for them to read. Mm. I love it also because you talk about that. She says that you don't have to be like the, you know, the, as you say, and there's some big macho dude to do this kind of thing. Yeah. That's really true. Yeah. Look at Nancy and I, are, I mean, we're not, you know, yeah. young athletes yeah. who, you know, won an Olympic medal or anything. And the national parks are set up for everybody. Um, there's yes. accessibility uh, depending on what you need. Um, there's boardwalks. Right. Um, there's they've done so much to make it accessible for people. Um, right. So I think she's she's that is one of the first things we realized when we started the tour is that people didn't realize that our national parks are for everyone. 
That was the first thing we learned. So it's interesting to see what you said about that. So I got to go read it. Did you read it as a physical copy or a Kindle? Just curious. Um, No, I received a a physical copy. You've got the physical. Do you like that? Do you prefer that as a reader? I'm, I mean, I usually read off my pad. I have for many years. Ah. Um, so it was, but it was actually quite nice to have the book, you know, and yeah. uh, it, it, you know, I enjoyed it and I, you know, kind of earmarked places that I thought were was interesting and, you know, wrote down some questions as I was reading it. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't read books, uh, you know, anymore books per se with the hard copy of a book or paperback, yeah. you know, everything is, is done on online or on my pad or whatever. And so this was, it was really kind of a, a very refreshing and also reminded me how much I, I love having a book in my hands. Yeah. That's awesome. Everyone. Again, uh, the book is called feral losing myself and finding my way in America's national parks. It's by Emily Pennington. Go get it in your favorite place. If it's Amazon, all of those places, bookshop.org does a good job for working with independent bookstores. And uh, you can also go to your local bookstore if you have one and ask for it if it's not in there. So keep up with that. So thanks so much, Fire Monkey. You're welcome.